So I'm living that. So, yeah. Huh? You living that what? I'm, you living that spicy chicken life? Is that what you're no, spicy chicken. Well, yeah, the spicy chicken life is part of my new life, which is the Kevin Owens life. Because I've started going back to the gym, but, like, I've still got pudge in front, but my arms are getting definition. So I'm, like, wearing sleeveless shirts and just walking around the city, just like, Are you wearing the Fight Anyone shirt? No, I can't. You either, listen, you either you either have to wear that or the or like the old school duct tape Kevin Owens one because you're in Alabama. No, if I wear the fight anyone shirt, I live in a city where someone would come up and be like, all right, let's go. And I'm like, wait, wait, no, no, no. I just really like professional wrestling, which, by the way, one of my friends who I didn't even know her family was into wrestling at all posted. This is what my mother did, ladies and gentlemen. And she posted an article a link to an article, and it was about Kevin Owens, like, bullying somebody, like, making fun of the fact that they like Roman Reigns, and the mom got upset and called it heartbreaking, and in the comments, the mom just wrote, yeah, quit crazing your kid to be a pussy, and I was like, holy shit, <laughs> okay, damn. Ooh. Oh, you gotta, you gotta get him used to the used to the real world yeah. how are they ever going to exist on reddit <laughs> with that kind of attitude you gotta get them used to the real world where fat canadians walk up to you and scream at you about how roman reigns sucks <laughs> <laughs>
Because, you know, they talked about the whole Finn Balor not being over thing and the fact that everybody wants Finn Balor to face Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. And I feel like a lot of people made the error of going like, hey, WWE creative, we want the Beast versus the Demon. We want to see the Demon take on the Beast. We're going to have this amazing match. And they're like, all right. We're going to have Kane take on Brock Lesnar for the Universal title. And I'm like, this is yeah. the worst possible timeline this could be in. Uh, I, I'm i still glad that they dropped the horrible, the, the, the demon Kane, but when Kane came back since Balor was already out there, though. Oh, yeah. Like, that was what was weird for a while was, like, it's like how they now call Charlotte Charlotte Flair. Like, they threw in an extra bit. For a while, he was not just Kane. They referred to him fully as the Demon Kane. Like, all yep. one word. It, uh, I don't know. Like, him and Braun were having a good feud. I liked it. I liked where it was going. And then they were like, what should we add in to curb up some excitement? How about a number one contenders match just to make everyone real sad? Like, just upset about how this is going to end up going. Woof. I, I'm i going to be honest. I've been so out of the, the fucking loop lately. Like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, well, I mean, I get the, like, updates on my phone from, like, the WWE app. And it was just like, Braun Strowman takes on Kane in a number one contenders match. And I'm like, for the, for the fucking U.S. title? What? I don't know why they would do that. Why would you nope. do this? Guess, guess what? Guess what, guys? Guess who's headlining a triple threat? <laughs> the next major Raw pay-per-view. Actually, I think it's the Royal Rumble. The next major pay-per-view. Oh, wait, no. Class of Champions is this weekend. I don't know which pay-per-view we're on anymore. The only reason I know is because I have to book JWF around it. I was going to say, I'm so glad they're cutting down next year. Like, I can't keep this shit straight anymore. Like, I, like both... both shows are building angles and i don't know when the payoff is supposed to be so i can't tell anymore oh yeah yeah it i'm i'm also glad that they're cutting down because this is just too fucking much every two weeks no now as somebody who has to come up with constant content for a professional wrestling podcast show i do enjoy it because i'm like well shit we can do predictions like every two weeks and it'll be fine I don't care. We could be an exclusive predictions podcast at some point. We're just like, all right, this match and now this match and this. And, like, we're predicting indie fed matches. <laughs> Zack Sabre Jr. versus Chuck Taylor. There is no ring. You're saying there's no ring. Still going to be Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> don't care. Um, speaking of uh, wrestling in weird places, uh, Chris Jericho apparently wrestling in Japan. Uh, that was a bad lead-in. Uh, but yep. God. First of all, not very much of a weird place. Like I know he hasn't well, been well, out, gone well, outside well, of WWE. Well, well. Objectively, objectively, Japan is a weird place. That's like, true. That's true. To the US. I believe you can, in fact, buy used underwear out of a vending <laughs> machine like it's a Josh damned Coca-Cola. <laughs> but no, it's not a weird place. Look, you could do that in America, too. There's just less steps. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, God, Chris Jericho knows how to build a match. I mean, there's not, even a, there's not even a joke I can make at this point. It's just Jericho is so damn good when left to his own devices. Yeah. <laughs> even, like, you guys are just like, yep. 
That's all. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. What it uh, do? That's yep. how I am right now. Like, at, my f- at this point, like, Jericho will go down as one of the best, just like in general of all time. Oh yeah, dudes, one hundred percent. He just keeps like doing shit. No, Chris Jericho is my motivation for even if I'm like shitty right now, just keep doing stuff because like. Jericho has been a main eventer, but Jericho mm-hmm. has been a solid mid-carder his whole career, and so you could easily be like, ah, this dude's not gonna make it, this dude's not gonna make it. This dude's been here 15 fucking years. Mm-hmm. What the hell? So, with me, like, Jericho is just the ultimate sign of just persist, and eventually yep. everyone else will die, and you'll be left. And I'm like, that's motivating. Just make sure to be good enough backstage as well to do things that you can take credit for. Yeah, beat up Goldberg. Okay, who's the Goldberg of podcast guys? We gotta go after him and choke him out backstage. Oh, man. Uh, like, I, I think the thing I got most excited for was when it was not just, like, heal Jericho. Because, like, if you read his books, he will get into a lot of what he does with when he becomes a heel. But, like... It's not even a character. It's just Jericho giving all of his dickishness out at once. Like, I think last week we talked about the fact that Jericho seems like a guy who could be a dick after a while. He's like, I'm going to take all of that and put it on you, Kenny Omega. And now I'm going to put your blood on my face like Kevin Owens. Uh, then I'm going to call some Japanese reporter a fuckface. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Oh man, oh. I think that that may be my favorite thing about Japanese wrestling is the amount of the fuck word that gets thrown around. Like I got a, I have an old tape. It's Chris Jericho versus Pegasus Kid, and at one point he just goes, "Get up, you motherfucker!" And I'm like, "Oh, he can do a cuss. I like this." Did you did so you intense. miss Gorillas? Did you miss the Gorillas of Destiny match last Wrestle Kingdom? Where where they set a new a new indoor Japanese record for the number of times saying fuck out loud <laughs> in, in the Tokyo Dome. Oh my god, that's so good. Yeah. Um in other news, Rusev is cementing his place still as my favorite superstar behind the scenes of all time. Like God, I love Rusev so... I want... Rusev is on par with, like, Luke Gallows of guys who behind the scenes are just fucking hilarious and they won't bring it up. Undisputed Twitter King Rusev. Yeah, and so they did an interview with him because 2K18 came just came out two months ago. But I guess for Christmas they talked to him about the game. And so they asked him about the ratings. Uh, And so here's a few of his evaluations on the ratings in the 2K18 system. Uh, Rusev's rating, which I believe is a 84, uh, he goes, "Are, are you happy with your rating? Of course not. How can an undefeated superstar for a whole year go face John Cena at WrestleMania on a freaking tank be rated 84 and Sami Zayn, who weighs 180 pounds and shaves his abs in with a razor, can have a higher rating? You know what? I'm pretty sure that if you gave Rusev the fuck word to use freely, he would just become the Iron Sheik. My, I love the fact... <laughs> Uh, I love the fact that he brought in the fact that Sami Zayn shaves his abs in, and I was like, oh shit, he does. <laughs> I've never thought about that before. He's probably been forced, 
as weird as freaking Sami Zayn is by all accounts, he's probably like been forced to watch Sami Zayn do that. Like Sami Zayn's doing it in the locker room. He's like, dude, don't do that here. He's, and Sami's just like, what, man? I just got you know, you just got to kind of do it. Yeah. Man. He's like fucking bebopping to like ska music in the corner <laughs> while simultaneously shaving his abs. Uh, he went on to talk about Vince McMahon's rating. The only other realistic rating is Vince McMahon, who has 74, because he sucks. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Rusev just pissing on his boss really quick. Tongue. I mean, I don't think it's disputed that Vince McMahon was not a great wrestler. Tongue fucking Poe. Uh, Enzo Amore's rating. He better be 54. He's 74. That's 74 more than he should have. That kid should never wrestle anyways. I like that he goes, all right, I'll give him a good 54. No, he's 74. Motherfucker should be zero. <laughs> uh, Seamus, he has to be about 88. He's only an 85. No, no, don't tell him I said that. Shame me. I'm sorry if you're watching this. I'm sorry, shame me. <laughs> you're a four-time <laughs> world champion, and you deserve much better. I love you. I love that so much. I love that he calls Seamus shame me. Shame Rusev, friend to all, um, except for the Roman Reigns. <laughs> and then uh, Bobby Roode, uh, well, the robe itself gives you five points. The entrance, another two, so he's like an 82. He's 85. This is a man who, when the game came out, wasn't even on the freaking roster. They made an assumption that he's better than me. <laughs> They're assuming based off some NXT oh, matches, he's going to be better than me. Yeah, they just established it. And then uh, he went on to talk about... Yeah. Sorry about that. Let me get back. Uh, so then after that, they brought up another uh, another couple... Uh, sorry, uh, I don't know what's happening right now. It's just a little... Feed me! More! Welcome to a, a surprisingly insulting episode of Talking Back, where we just kind of talk about the fact that Rusev burned this motherfucker hard. Like, this is barely about Ryback, but I just, I, any excuse I have to do that intro is my favorite thing in the world. Um, so apparently, uh, on one of the Usos' Instagrams, they posted like, a video of Rusev working out, and Ryback just, like, fucking Ryback just went into the comments and was like, I would have expected more weight from the Bulgarian brute, five question marks, hashtag fuck Rusev day. So, as we can see, Ryback has, ex he has, he has leveled up enough to access, unlock the fuck word. <laughs> At which point, Rusev, and the biggest Bulgarian burn just goes, all natural workouts here. Oh! Oh, God, just destruction from Rusev, because, yeah, poor Ryback. Ryback, um, just, Ryback just went to a fucking gunfight with, with a water pistol, and Rusev was just like, Rusev I brought a cannon, Machka. bitch. To be fair, it's not it's not a hard it's not a hard fight to win against Ryback on Twitter. 
I think that should be another goal. That's going to be like dust watch of 2018. So in other news, Roman Reigns got interviewed by a guy named Gravy. And, oh, wait, it's Corey Graves. I'm sorry. <laughs> the article. Biscuits and gravy. <laughs> the guy, the fucking guy who wrote this article abbreviated Corey Graves is named Gravy, and he will never not be Gravy in my fucking head anymore. Oh, man. Uh, so Gravy asks if Reigns is the top guy, and he goes, there's no disputing that. Every day of the week, this is the top of the mountain here, point blank, period. I'm going to bust my bass, bust my ass, and do my thing. And it was his yard, talking about The Undertaker, it's mine now. And then Roman, <laughs> this is now becoming like cereal, it's just like, and then Roman should have stopped talking. Roman went on to say. Uh, I'm, oh, this is, okay, okay. Uh, hold on, okay. hold on. I'm just... So fucking tired of the yard. At this point, the yard has not only been trampled to death under Roman Reigns' feet yeah. by the amount that he has used that, he has salted and burned the land to the point that there is no yard there anymore. It is just a barren field of glass, dead horses, and broken dreams. Why was there a horse in the yard? Because Roman beat them all to death. Because Roman brought a horse in. Well, he brought that horse in and beat it to death, and that was the yard. I mean, well, you know, Blake, you have your opinion, and Roman has his opinion. And this is Roman's opinion. Uh, I'm the best performer in ring in the world right now. You can go to my matches, my pay-per-views over the last three years, and you can say I'm an idiot, or you can be like, man, he has a point. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't, Roman. I don't no. know what you mean. You, Roman just goes, you, you know what else I can do? I can also go back over Pete Dunn over the last year and be like, that guy's way better than Roman Reigns. <laughs> oh, yeah, or Dylan, you could be like, man, he's got a point. Whatever. Roman uh, Reigns isn't even the best performer on Raw. Yeah, uh, on potentially retiring The Undertaker, Rain said he was not prepared for how very emotional it would be. What the fuck did you think you were doing, Roman, going to pick up some Lucky Charms from the fucking Quicken save? You were facing The Undertaker in the main event of WrestleMania, and he's like, nah, dog, I'll be fine. This is all right. I'll be fine. People aren't going to boo me in mass, like to a level only rivaled by that Royal Rumble I won where The Rock couldn't save me. I was you know. there for that. Have we talked about that on the show that I tried my best to change that crowd? I was in that crowd that night. I was in Philadelphia and like Daniel Bryan got eliminated and the whole crowd starts booing. And I'm like, guys, there's like 15 more entrants. It's okay. Maybe someone amazing is going to come out and we're going to have them. Did it. Did it. Did it. Did it. Guys, we're fucked. <laughs> like that's <laughs> At that point I was like, well, it's it's all right. It's over now, guys. There's no more. It's dead. Oh, yeah. Had a good 10-minute run. Uh, I think I was going to say every royal every royal rumble that happens cuz I will I I I will 
bar I think I will borrow the WWE never from people to watch the Royal Rumble, just the Royal Rumble, just for the spectacle of it. But every year I am comforted by the fact that no Royal Rumble can suck dick as hard as that Royal Rumble did. Can or I just, just Big Show and Kane just threw out everybody that people loved just to make yeah. way for Roman Reigns to come in. And then they cock tease you by having Rusev come out and be like, oh, maybe Rusev will get it. And everybody was like, please, God, nope. yes. And then Dude, they eliminated Rusev. That, was, like, well, that was before Rusev like, showed off his personality. So I was like, yeah. man, fuck Rusev. But, then at the end of the match, I was like, I love Rusev. Kill him, look, Rusev. I want to I wanna fuck Rusev if he wins this match. Like, that lowered the bar so much for Rumbles, but damn, if it is not for lack of trying that they have tried to top just the disappointment that I felt at that Rumble. No, see, the, Especially the reason why we went is, like, that's me and my dad's favorite pay-per-view. So dad is, like, a surprise. It was just like, for Christmas, I got us tickets to the Royal Rumble in Philadelphia. We're gonna go up there, go see some Chikara, some Ring of Honor, then go to the Royal Rumble. And I'm like... Hell yeah, Dad, it's our favorite pay-per-view. Our favorite match of the year, the Royal Rumble. Did it! Did it! <laughs> Fuck your <laughs> dreams! And then you bought his vest. You fucking, you fucking hypocrite piece of shit. I still love the vest. It's a nice vest. It's in my colors. It's black and red. I had to. You can do anything oh, black and red, and I'd probably pick it up. Um, I imagine you wearing this vest every time we get ready to record, and just like, I gotta get ready. I gotta get ready for Fight Boys. Hold on, let me just. But guys, you know where you can find much better merch than a fucking black and red Roman Reigns vest? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, what it do over uh, at the the the, tra the trash can uh, behind a uh, a Goodwill? And that trash can has a sign on it, and that sign says merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, merch.aloadofpurebs.com. In the Fight Boys section, that's the only website to get all your great Fight Boys merch. You can get shirts with the logo on it. You can get shirts with that just let people know you're a Fight Boy for life. And, of course, we have shirts for all your favorite JWF superstars as well, like Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore. There's a Captain Tibbs shirt, finally. It's very exciting news. So make sure to stock up on your JWF merch for Christmas and before this Saturday's Barcade Pay-Per-View, which is, in all honesty, my favorite pay-per-view name we have come up with and also my favorite logo. So if you guys... At least watch the show just to see the logo. I really enjoy it. Um, but that's not the only pay-per-view this weekend. Apparently, WWE constantly trying to, to, to stoke our coals to fucking drift off of our heat is running a pay-per-view as well called Clash of the Champions. And uh, I think it's time, guys, to do a little bit of predictions, some predictions for some of these matches, and we'll just see see if any of us can catch up to Dylan's boisterous lead. Mm, survey says, <laughs> no. Nope. Fuck you. Um. So, it, okay, we're gonna start off with a match that should have been built. Uh, before before we moved on, speaking of, uh, and maybe it's just my love of. of of tournaments uh, from having watched so much New Japan. Um, I'm actually excited for the inter, the, the mixed tag fucking 
Raw SmackDown tournament that they're starting exclusively on Facebook for some fucking reason. Oh, Not yeah. because I think the matches will be good, because they won't. I'll be really disappointed. But, like, the fantasy building of the tag teams you can make is so great. There's so much potential. And I'm so excited to see how WWE just takes a massive diarrhea shit all over that. <laughs> hey, Dylan, I don't think it's matches. I don't think they're fighting. Yeah, I don't think it's matches. I don't think they're fighting. I think it's, like, fucking... Like, the original seasons of NXT. I think it's a bunch of different, like, things they have to go through. Oh. That's way less. Yeah. That's way less interesting. Yeah, exactly. I've officially stopped giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. So, ah. anyways, on to predictions. Uh, and we're going to start with a match that, let's be honest, should have been a whole oh, lot. I was going to see, because I was going to do the predictions what, to predict the most disappointing team-up. Oh, um. <laughs> uh, but Oof. let's start. Let's start with a match that should have been. Are you guys ready for the best joke of the entire podcast? Hyped more as the hype bros implode as Mojo Raleigh takes on Zack Ryder. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and Blake has quit the podcast. It's over. Dude, I, I mean... What you don't know is he, he's currently on his way to his car right now to drive over to where you live <laughs> and smack you square across the face. Yeah, That's an hour and a half worth of my time. But it is worth <laughs> it, apparently. Um, I, dude, I, I think Mojo's gotta get it. Like, not that I... Not that, uh, not that I don't think Zack deserves a win, but Mojo, like, he's the only one they've had on TV. Ryder has not been seen since fucking Raleigh beat him up. Well, yes, because that's that's Zack Ryder's place in life. Zack Ryder does not exist to win. Yeah. Oh god. See that's what you sad. don't know is he's gonna show yeah. up. He's gonna show up with Curtis Hawkins, and they're gonna reform the Edgeheads to beat Mojo. It's gonna be great. It's fantasy booking. Well, I'm joking. Uh, I pick I pick Mojo Raleigh for this because it's fucking obvious. All right. Mm. Uh, well, see, here's I, the thing: is even if he does bring out Kerr Hawkins, Mojo's gonna have Gronk right there. He'll turn for Gronk. Mm-hmm. There's no way I'm not picking Mojo for this. Yeah, Mojo Jojo. All right, moving on to a match that. <sighs> Actually, do you know how much more interesting Mojo Raleigh would be if he changed his name to Mojo Jojo and was just a rip-off Powerpuff Girls character? <laughs> like that'd be Chikara levels of entertaining. Oh, Mojo Jojo is here. Yeah. You mean with the with the borderline like weird, almost racist Jap Japanese accent? Yeah. Yes. All right. Now I've... moving on to a match that has been built up through the fashion files of all things, <laughs> like the Bludgeon Brothers take on Brizongo, and it's a really I don't know if the Bludgeon Brothers are aware that this match has been built up <laughs> on fucking fashion files. <laughs> Because like they're just gonna walk into this match and be like, "What's happening?" Yeah, I <laughs> I really want Brizongo to get the win because they but they're not. But they're not. They're not. I do appreciate that last bit of bit of build with the essential like you guys have to face the Bludgeon Brothers. No. But <laughs> <laughs> then the credits roll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I, 
see, I would say that, like, they had a chance if the Ascension, like, comes in and helps them, but they did leave the Ascension to die not too long ago. Then you could have the Ascension turn on Brizongo, which would always be good, but the Bludgeon Brothers would still win. Yes. Because the Bludgeon Brothers are going to win regardless. Yeah, I want, I want Brizongo to win, though. They deserve so much more. But yes, Brizongo, Brizongo will pull like a Slater and Rhino, like like they'll win through some scramble or something. But they will not win in a head-to-head competition against a like Haas tag team. Oh yeah, all right. And nothing screams Haas more than the Bludgeon Brothers. More than the word Bludgeon in your tag team name, and walking around with big fuck off hammers. I just need them to have better outfits. Yeah. All right. So we all got Bludgeon Brothers for that yeah. one. Yeah. I I feel like we're going to be calling this like this is the opposite of a clash because all of these are very like predictable. Yeah. Uh. Well, this I don't think this one is. It is the Usos versus Gable and Benjamin, the New Day, and fucking Team Rusev and Aiden English, the team that God forgot. Uh. Oh God. <laughs> I think this might be the crowning slash heel turn of this, Gable and Benjamin. This yeah. it, this match exists with an extra team just so the New Day doesn't have to lose. Yeah. And it, or not, or New Day and Usos don't have to lose. The Usos don't I guess. have to lose. Yeah. The Usos. Yeah, I'll give it to Gable and Benji. Benji. Mm-hmm. Man, oh, that's God. me too. So yeah, uh, I got Gable and Benjamin. Blake, you got the same. Mm-hmm. D-, D? Fuck you. Rusev day every day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, Dylan, is this your- is this your fucking Bray Wyatt call of the- of the, uh... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, B- B- Bray Wyatt's not actually in anything anymore, so I've decided to move those picks over to Rusev because he has just as great of a beard. Okay. <laughs> I'm fucking holding you to that. Okay, so next up we have the U.S. title in Baron Corbin versus Bobby Roode versus a th- versus the person getting pinned. <laughs> uh, you mean versus the gatekeeper that's really, really bad at his job. The gatekeeper who's just like, stop, you may not enter without a sword or a... <laughs> you may enter. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way I'm not, like... I, I think my I think my my good my good breakfast brunch boy is gonna keep it. I don't know. This could be a crowning of a glorious United States champion. I think, yeah, I'm gonna give it to Bobby. I'm gonna say Bobby Roode, U.S. new U.S. champion. All right. Thank God for some hey. dissension. Yeah. Hey. hey. Quick, quick question. Uh, when does this series of predictions... Are we, are we predicting through Mania, or, like, when does this it end? It was supposed to end at Survivor Series, but then we just kind of didn't, because we didn't come up with a good, like, forfeit for whoever lost, also known as me. Okay, well, we'll... <laughs> so, so we'll come up with the forfeit after this one, and then we just start with the new year. That way we can get the big forfeit. I was going to say, how about Ro- yeah. Ro- Royal Rumble will be the end of this series? Will be the end? Yeah. Okay. That changes it because I have enough fuck of much of a fuck off lead that I was almost picking Ziggler. Um, <laughs> just pull one of those. Just be like, I don't even need to. Uh, but yeah, uh, shit. 
This is really tough because, like, like Bobby should win it, but there's no real reason for him to. Yeah. But there's mm -hmm. nothing else for Bobby to do. But there's nothing for Corbin to do either going into the Rumble. <clears throat> um, Other than possibly win it. Ah. I mean, they already they already made him take it like like get shit on with the briefcase. I can't see them giving him two opportunities to waste in one year. So uh, that's why number thirty this year. Boom. He's yes! back. Oh, sorry. I thought no, you meant I'm, the Undertaker. Mine's different. <laughs> no, it's Bobby Roode in the Undertaker's hat. No, no, no! I'll go. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. Brunch boy out of. Uh, out of All right. It's a. Uh, it's the under Bobby. I picked. I, I picked against him last time and lost, and then I want him to lose, so I'm gonna pick for him and hope that it works in yeah. reverse. Uh, up next, we have the women's championship: Charlotte versus Natty in a lumberjack match. Yeah. Uh, raise your hand if you think Natty has a chance. No one, really. Yeah. That's surprising. <laughs> At first, I was gonna be like. This is an audio podcast. You won't. No one's gonna be able to see it. Oh, they wouldn't have seen us raise our hands, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, this has happened every fucking time. But Charlotte retains. Carmella cashes in. At this point, I'm just gonna save it until the fucking like WrestleMania. I'm sa I no. In all honesty, I think the Carmella cash in is gonna happen on an episode of SmackDown. At this point, I do not think they're going to use it on a pay per view. Um, and also like, it's a hold on, Blake. I I know I don't want to do this to you and like be like, dude, you're wrong. But it is a lumberjack match, which means all of the people around the ring who probably don't like Carmella. He's <laughs> gonna be like, fuck you, and pull her out of the ring. Uh, Carmella's gonna get some help. Oh, wouldn't you love that? Carmella gets her briefcase, starts to roll in the ring, one of the lumberjacks is like, no, and then pulls her back out. Honestly, the the most likely scenario, if there was a cash-in, is that uh, the riot squad takes everybody out, like, takes all the lumberjills out, and then takes out the people in the ring just to assert dominance. Yeah. And then Carmella, like, who has been hiding under the ring, comes out with a briefcase and is just like, and thank you. I thought <laughs> you meant that Riot Squad takes everyone out. Liv Morgan comes out in fucking Carmella's tights. It I mean, I would also accept that because <laughs> Carmella has just started wearing, like, a one-piece, like, bathing suit. And, like, that looks real good on. Yeah. On the on the women's division, uh, uh, um, <laughs> it reveals all of her hip bone, and I'm like, I don't know why this is sensual, but all right, all right. So we all have Charlotte, right? And then yes, yeah. I have made my decision in one cash in uh, choice. Okay, uh, up next, uh, AJ versus Jinder Mahal. Uh, in a please WWE don't revert back to the sins of the past. Hold on a second. <laughs> The India tour is over. There's no need to. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about the fuck off of. Hey, you know that guy we made champion to get uh, in the Indian market? Let's have him lose to Triple, <laughs> Triple H, H, the guy that never wrestles. Oh my Let's... god, I didn't think about that. <laughs> Let's just. Okay. Gender. I love it. Well, I... gender. Gender is now the definition of pin me, pay me. That yep. man. Do you know? I like to think that it went like this. Gender. You're going to be fighting me and during the uh, India tour. 
Oh really? I'm I'm so I'm gonna go over. You're gonna give me the rub like you you know like you did to like you did to Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns. Uh, no. I'm the new I'm the new modern day Maharaja. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love like a drunk Triple H after the match. I mean, he did dance like a drunk person with fucking, like, with Jinder and the Singh brothers. I can show you the world. Please stop. Shiny, shivery. Steph, come here. Trips, please, please stop. He did learn everything that he knows from Ric Flair. Mm -hmm. By the way, uh, do we think the things get involved? And if so, do we want to over-under on, on how far can AJ Styles, already a man that gets ragged all a lot, throw a Singh brother? I'd say <laughs> about two-thirds of the way across the ring. Yeah, it's gone. Hopefully be... into the other brother. As a matter of fact, I would say 1.5 Braun Strowman's. All right. Um, anyways, uh, AJ's winning, right? AJ's winning. Hold on, wait. Is the only match that has any decision the fucking U.S. title match? Probably. Yep. Uh, look, well, and Corbin is picking a... and the tag team match because you know <laughs> me. We did oh, each pick that's a different. Right, I forgot Rusev Day all day. <laughs> Rusev Day every day. Um, because this last is it really match... sad. I made that I made that pick largely because I was just like, well, this is a nice way for Rusev to hold gold for the first time since the U.S. title, however long ago. Yeah. And then now, and then Aiden English becomes uh, like more solidified, so they have a better off mid carder to use because their mid card, while stacked, is kind of like poorly defined. Yeah. Um, and then and then they can become face, and then Gable and. Uh, Benjamin can then take it off, but that's me fantasy booking. Uh, right. And well, let's move on to the main event of the evening that I doubt there will be any dissension on, because uh, given the fact that the stipulation says Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will be fired if they lose, and a guy who's been threatening a heel turn, Daniel Bryan, is in the match as a guest referee. I wonder. I want, I want the. I want him to take over and be like, not even heel, just be like, like anti-hero where he was just like, you were wrong. These guys while wrong were right. Like he's like, you know, he's wearing like, I don't know a commissioner we've had since then where it's not like, I am not like an abusive authoritative authority figure, but like you people suck dick. Yeah. Like I'm not going to be abusive, but I because... do need you guys to understand you may not like them, but they have a point. <laughs> Yeah, I just need I, him to continue to abuse Byron Saxton for being a corporate like cock puppet. I really do, because <laughs> that was the best two uh -huh. minutes. Well, it didn't happen in the WWE. It doesn't matter. Shut the fuck up, Byron. Well, what? And then Corey Graves, shut up, Byron. <laughs> so, oh god. My favorite thing. I haven't played 2K18 yet, but I've seen clips, and I believe in the in-game commentary they insult Byron. <laughs> it is. It is in the programming of the game. They're like, Listen, it won't feel like an episode of Monday Night Raw if no one's insulting Byron Saxton. 
Listen, oh. listen, the next time you think about feeling bad for Byron Saxon, <laughs> just remember how shitty his finishing move was back during uh, NXT. What, what, I, I don't remember it, which shows how shitty it, it was. was. Like, it was like it was an STO, but it had like three weird unnecessary steps before he fucking hit the move. Here, hold on. Uh, <clears throat> taking a little break real quick. We're going to look up Byron Saxton finishing mm -hmm. move. Oh, you might not want to see what happens when you type in Byron Saxton finishing. <laughs> Byron Saxton finisher. It was called nothing. There's no Saxatonic. Oh, okay. I was like, there's no name. <laughs> All right. That's such a horrible name. It's a really bad name. Okay, let's see. Now, it looks like... it. Okay, a little play-by-play -play for those of you at home. It already looks like that he is not where he needs to be. All right. Oh, oh, that was ho okay. So, <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna evaluate this whole segment. Guy goes for a suplex, and you know how you do like the flip around and flip back behind them. Byron looked like he just snapped this dude's neck in half as he came down. <laughs> okay, now uh, Saxton. That would have been a really cool finishing maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> no. At, only he can only do it. To every opponent once, but damn, it's effective. All right, so it looks like he's got both hands under the chin with one arm trapped, and what? What, what the fuck? What was that? Exactly. I don't know what that it was. was. The tonic. The saxatonic. Yeah, exactly. I found the top ten moves of Byron Saxton. Number one is a jumping clothesline. Uh, oh, man, in case you're wondering how shitty he is, that, like, you know, like, the flap, not a flapjack move, but, like, the catapult move where you grab them by the legs and fall, and that, yeah, yeah that was one of his top moves. They're like, what's he really good at? Falling backwards. Jeez, I, I like to, we've gotten to the point where the predictions that usually take up a whole segment, we kind of, like, flew through them right now, so we've got nothing left to do but talk about Byron Saxton's worst qualities. Yeah. What is this I could move? I could fill a whole podcast with just those. I mean, how much time wow. you got, Blake? Wait, hold on. I think, uh, I think I saw a different move. The move I saw was called Saxton Nation. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. God. It's still garbage, like, it's not better, because it's now called Saxton Nation. Oh, Jesus. I mean, you guys all know who my favorite NXT rookie was. Yep, 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 what it do. And with that, let's move on to talk about Patreon.com slash Fightboys. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Patreon.com slash Fightboys is the website where you can go and support these good Fightboys right here because we, of course, need all the monetary help we can get. We got to keep the JWF running, ladies and gentlemen, everybody's favorite Birmingham, Alabama-based professional wrestling organization. And depending on how much you donate, you will, of course, get a spot in that most illustrious professional wrestling organization for just a dollar a month. You will be brought in promptly jobbed up and then been told to leave but if you want more than that and then told to fuck you'll be told to go fuck yourself but if you want to do more than that if you want to be like my father if you want to be like guy fieri all of your favorites donate a five dollar bill and you will be a jwf mid carter we'll bring you in give you storylines if you're like my dad and we're low on ideas you'll even become a champion and then, a and then you'll also stick around for like almost a year 
<laughs> yeah. Based off of one $5 donation. No, it's <laughs> monthly. He donates $5 every month. That's what it oh, is. Oh, the way, the way you talked about it, you made it sound like he donated $5 once, and then we just kept him on. We're like, fucking let's deal with it. Guy Fieri donated $5 once. He was like, well, let's go with this. Uh, but if you want to guarantee to be a champion, if you want that, if you need that gold around your waist, then donate $30 over at patreon.com slash fightboys. And you will become a JWF champion, which means, boys, it's now time for the amazing, fantastic, everybody's favorite professional wrestling organization in the world in Birmingham, Alabama. It's time for the JWF and boys. The JWF is... Oh, wait, question. Do I need to be here for this part since I'm actually not <laughs> on it at all? Need. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> damn it, Dylan. Dylan's like, hey, guys, let's just go. I'm going to go fuck off. Uh, yeah, I understand that. When I, have, we got I, have, three pages I have nothing of... I can add maybe than, like, lazy, sarcastic commentary. Like, and I don't know how much of that you really need during these segments. Well, I... <laughs> Dylan, uh, Dylan, of course, has donated a dollar on Patreon, so it was now is the point of the show where we tell him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell myself to fuck off, as long as I can keep the dollar. Yeah! Um, <laughs> I really don't want to pay you, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Dylan, if you need to go do something, do something. I need to sleep. Yeah, go, Is that yeah, all right? yeah, I, go I, do that. I, 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 only, I only work nine hours and then help do this. I don't know what... <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know what else you expect of me. I'm, cut, I'm cutting all this, but get get out. Uh. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right you want me, to, want me to tell you what I learned? So, Dylan, what did you learn this week? No, 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 because uh, I'm going to put in the part where, it's, where you say you're leaving. So <laughs> I'm leaving. Yeah, good. No, put that for what did you learn, learn today? I'm leaving. <laughs> I, I learned I'll tell myself to fuck off as long as I can keep the dollar. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, it needs to be something like I learned that this is a fantastic show and this was definitely not pre-recorded. <laughs> no, I need you to. I need you to do it in like that flat, clearly a voiceover voice. <laughs> I I learned that so back to the show uh, it appears as if the JWF has gone to hell Blake Tanner and of course by hell I do mean the great nation of Canada uh, as last week fucking Canada Charlie came in completely took over the company after his father was injured not two weeks ago at the hands of EWO it was, it was horrifying to watch and He's become a tyrant. He's taken over the company, declared himself number one contender. I mean, he has changed the entire landscape in just one week. How... Now, I think I think to call him a tyrant would be a little much. I mean, of course, he's had some changes from differences in opinion from his father, mm-hmm. Captain Tibbs. I, I don't know if you call him a tyrant, though. Giving himself a number one contendership, that might have been a little bit too far, maybe. And, of course, he did bring in a giant monster in the form of the Lumberjack, who came in last week destroying the Dylan at the hands of Canada Charlie. I mean, I I, I think Canada Charlie... You do know that the Lumberjack is just Braun Strowman. Like, are are we just going to, like... He's the Lumberjack, Blake. The Lumberjack. (laughs) Um... (laughs) And, but I think Canada Charlie's plans have backfired. I think he came out thinking he was declaring himself a hero, 
But I don't know if the JWF universe agreed, and Canada Charlie is in the ring right now, and he seems a little bit upset at the actions of the JWF universe. Let's have a listen. Okay, so we gotta have a little talk here, ladies and gentlemen. Get a little heart to heart, you know? I I gotta have a little bit of a beaver tail with you. That's what we call it here. A come a come to Jesus. <clears throat> so last week I came out here and told you all that I was here to fight, okay? I was here to fight for you, and I was here to become champion for you. And you know what happened? You know what? You came out, and you just booed me. It's what you did all night. It was boo, boo Canada, Charlie. And I just don't understand why. Don't you people see? This is all for you. I'm proving to you that I'm not a loser. That I'm showing you that with the right opportunity, I can be the best there is. You know what? If all of you people think that I'm a loser, then you just must be losers like me. That's just the gosh darn truth. <laughs> so I guess, I guess I'm just here to fight for all of us losers. All of us little sad people out in the audience that don't have anything better to do but boo this man from Canada. I'm here, and I'm gonna prove to you, my fellow losers, that I'm gonna dominate Blake Tanner at Sparcade. And I'm here to prove to you losers that I'm worthy of a championship. Because unlike you, apparently, I'm tired of being a loser. I'm tired of coming out and just getting put on this mat, staring up at the lights and hearing one, two, three. All that is over, okay? Canada Charlie isn't gonna lose anymore, alright, boyo? I'm here to win. That's what Canada Charlie is. Right now, I am officially declaring myself Canada Charlie a winner. And that's the bill. So, you know what? That's why you people boo me, isn't it? It's because you realize that I'm not like you losers out there. That I really am a winner. I'm not a loser. Not a loser like all of you. <laughs> not at all. I'm not. I oh. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the music of a man who may be disagreeing with Canada Charlie. Of course, in a promo last week, Blake Tanner, this man declared Canada Charlie a loser. And I'm gonna, I wonder if he's changed his tune after last week. Let's have a listen. Hey, Charlie. Uh, I did not mean to interrupt you, but I really, really do have a question. Hi, Canada Charlie, Blake Tanner. You know me, I know you. Are you alright? I mean... You're under a lot of stress. You've had uh, some of the biggest matches of your career and all that or whatever. Are you okay? Because it seems like... I don't know. I've been watching in the back, and it seems like you're starting to lose touch with reality a little bit. You're not, you're not really seeing the facts. Uh, the facts, they say that you are unequivocally a, a loser. Your win-loss record says you're a loser. The way that you stand in that ring and the way that you call people out for being a loser is very, very, speaks of a lot of insecurity. And it shows that you're a loser. <laughs> you want to sit here and prove to all of us that you're wrong. You're going to come out exactly as you've always come out. You're going to be weak and you think that this is going to be... Oh my god! 
Ladies and gentlemen, the Lumberjack is here blindsiding Blake Tanner, tossing him to the ground. That cannot feel good. Of course, last week we saw the Lumberjack destroying the Dylan, a man nearly twice Blake's size. Oh my God, grabbing Blake by the hair, raining fists down onto the skull of our champion. Looks like Canada Charlie's coming out to gloat over the the broken body of Blake Tanner, but oh, Blake Tanner responds with a kick to the face of Canada Charlie, jumping to his feet, attempting to mount an attack on the uh, current current owner of the JWF, Canada Charlie, but the Lumberjack once again grabbing Blake, tossing him through the air into the barricade. That cannot feel good on the shoulder of Blake Tanner, that surgically repaired shoulder. It looks like the two, the two are trying to capitalize, but wait, is that the music of... It is! The Dylan! We thought the Dylan was gone, but he's returned! Running down and attacking the Lumberjack, jumping on his back, choking him out. It looks like Charlie's going after Blake, responding with a series of punches. It has become chaos at ringside, ladies and gentlemen. It... What? what? No, that's not... That, that can't be... That's not the... That can't be the music I think it's here. He's been... He was nearly killed two weeks ago. No man could have recovered in two weeks' time, but... Oh my god, it is! It's Captain Tibbs! The prodigal father, the prodigal owner has returned to claim his company and take it back from his <laughs> son. Let's hear what he's got to say. I'm back, you motherfuckers, and I'm better than ever. But it seems in my absence, as Tibbs was gone... As I was traveling beyond this world and the next, as I had to use the darkest arts in Captain Tibbs's repertoire to return, to return to 100% and my full strength, that this company has gone to hell in a handbasket. We have gone all the way north of the border, all the way into the cold, cold wilds of Canada, and Charlie, listen here, my boy. I know you're my son. And I know that I left you a long time, and I know that I wasn't there for you. And I know, I know that one day, when old Zibs does cross from here and release this mortal coil, you are gonna run this company. But I ain't dead yet. And you sure as hell might be this Sunday, because you have made some pretty bad decisions, my son. But you made some good ones, too. Let's, let's go to those. You got a good match between the Dylan. And this guy, this big guy, this this magnificent lumberjack right here, I I could chop some trees with this guy. But then you made yourself a match against Blake. Blake Tanner. Um Okay. Not gonna talk about that one. We'll talk about that one later. Actually, all this talk about matches, that's giving me it's giving me a little bit of itch right here. A little bit of itch, you know what I'm talking about? It's ooh. Oh yeah, Tibbs has got that it. He's got that itch to make some matches because you know what? Tibbs is here and he's in control. Let's make some quality competition to this main event, which is why tonight's main event, my friends, my Canucks, as it were, since we are in Canada, is gonna be you. Canada Charlie and your big bearded lumber boy taking on Blake Tanner and the Dylan in a tag team match. Yes, yep, yep. Oh my Holly, if you hear me. Oh my god, ladies and gentlemen. 
in what is an absolutely groundbreaking announcement. I mean, Blake Tanner and the Dylan teaming up, we haven't seen that in months. Not since the implosion of the Fight Boys have we seen these two on the same side of the ring together, but they're going to be teaming up tonight to take on the Lumberjack and Canada Charlie in what's going to be an absolutely amazing tag team match. But speaking of tag team matches, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to the JWF Tag Team Champions, the team of Eye to Eye, the team of Scott Moore and his son, Scotty Moore. Of course, after last month's Los Trios Tangos pay-per-view, these men, of course, won the JWF Tag Team titles from the VWO and have had a target on their back ever since, a target that was zeroed in on last week by the Ascension. Men who I, 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 didn't, I didn't think they could possibly even come back to this company men who have betrayed this company in the name of the wwe uh are there here and they are challenging for the jwf tag titles absolutely horrifying to hear how did you react to the news that they were the new title uh, number one contenders blake well you know what i think it was a kind of a little bit of a blind side that they wanted to stay in this company after everything that they did or even that they're allowed in the doors anymore but and again, as we've seen, management has been kind of in an upheaval, so I guess they took their chance. Uh, not the biggest fan, but... I'll say that. I'm definitely not the biggest fan, especially after what they did at Los Trios Tangos. Uh, but they have a match this Sunday against Eye to Eye. And one of our top interviewers, Honeypot, is backstage with Eye to Eye right now, and I think he has a few questions. Let's go down. Hello, everybody. It's Honeypot's McRage, <clears throat> and I'm here today with the men known as I to I. Um, gentlemen, last week you found out that you were going to be facing the newly reformed team of Victor and the king of the rat babies, Connor. Uh, now, of course, on commentary, Scotty said that the match between you four men would be absolute carnage if you were to face each other. Do you still maintain that opinion today? Well, Honeypot, let me tell you. My son, my son ain't one to tell lies. I've seen him do some horrible things in that wrestling ring, nearly kill other men, but lie? That's not what he's about. My son's honest, and when he said it was going to be carnage last week, he meant it. But we thought about it, and we realized that Canada Charlie, Canada Charlie in charge, he had planned for us a nice, straight-laced wrestling match. Tag in, tag out, headlock, drop down, the whole nine yards. And that's what Canada Charlie wanted for our tag match. Which is why I am so damn glad that crazy son of a bitch Captain Tibbs is back. Because Honeypot, let me tell you something. Do you know what it feels like to be betrayed? Do you know what it feels like to see someone disrespect the company that you've made since day one? It feels bad, Honeypot. feels real damn bad in the Ascension. Well, they disrespected the JWF by betraying us. They disrespected my father and me by assaulting us on their very first official night back. And I'm not one to take disrespect. Which is why this Sunday at Barcade, I'm going to take something else. I'm going to take a steel chair and wrap it around Victor's ribs. I'm going to take a kendo stick and smash it over Connor's face. I'm going to take a ladder, climb that son of a bitch, and jump off and deliver an elbow straight to the heart of the Ascension because I don't care what Canada Charlie wanted. 
This ain't gonna be a straight-laced wrestling match. It's going to be no disqualification and ascension. You are going to dread the fact that you could just never see us eye to eye. I'm, I'm sorry. I was just. I, I've got to take my. I've got to get my hand out of my face right now. Just. I've got to. I've got to deal. I've got to deal with that pun for a second. Scotty, how did you feel about? Uh. So eye to eye. <laughs> yes. I don't know. It's okay. Well, I mean, I, oh. it's astounding to hear that. Apparently, strong with words. Strong words <laughs> from Scotty Moore and Scott Moore. Strong words from the father-son tag team who has just proven themselves to be strong contenders, and I think they've just called their shot here. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, with looks like with Captain Tibbs back, he's gone crazy. He's allowing that match to become a no disqualification. It Wait, hold on, I'm getting I'm getting a, a note right now from Captain Tibbs in my earpiece, and it looks like, oh my god! Looks like he has changed the match between the Dylan and the Lumberjack to a last man standing match. Now, of course, we knew Canada Charlie was a man who liked nice, clean wrestling, but Can Captain Tibbs, Captain Tibbs wants craziness this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, because it looks like we're going to have a no disqualification match. We're going to have a last man standing match. But right now, I think we have to deal with this tag team match as Canada Charlie and the Lumberjack take on Blake Tanner and the Dylan. So, Blake, who have you got in this match? Um, you know what? I, uh, I think it's a hard match to call. I, uh, of course, Canada Charlie is the obvious weak link of these four men, but the Lumberjack has proven time and time again that he is easily worth three. 37 Canada Charlies. That's right. It looks like Canada Charlie <laughs> is actually starting off the match against Blake Tanner. Blake looks like he was going to make a move, but Charlie quickly tagging in the Lumberjacks who stares down at Blake from nearly seven feet tall. I mean, that's got to be intimidating <laughs> to look at across from the ring. Oh, and the Lumberjack goes for a quick clothesline, but the quickness of Blake Tanner allows him to duck underneath it, moving across the ring. At this point, I think it's just a game of survival for Blake Tanner ducking another clothesline, but ooh, responds with a big kick to the leg of the Lumberjack. Let me tell you something, if you take out the legs of the Lumberjack, that's gonna take out the beast itself. Several other Sweep fast- Sweep the leg, kid! Sweep the leg! So, oh, it looks like he's trying as he puts more fast kicks into the legs of the Lumberjack, but ooh, Lumberjack hits back with a huge tackle, sending Blake to the ground, his head bouncing off the canvas. That cannot feel good for the cranium of the J. WF champion looks like he's going for a quick pin but barely barely gets his shoulder up at two is Blake Tanner let me tell you something a normal pin getting the shoulder up is already hard but when you have a massive nearly 400 pound man weighing down on you just getting the getting the strength to lift him up with that two count I mean Blake you've seen it before it's difficult very very I mean that's the that's the weight of an oak tree just like covering you that you have to lift off of yourself oh and I think the lumberjack is not happy about that kick out quickly picking Blake Tanner off the ground ramming him into the turnbuckles and setting him on the top rope looks like he's ooh going for a big choke slam off that top top turnbuckle but Blake kicks him away and dives hitting a big crossbody for a two count I didn't think we'd ever see the lumberjack get put down so easily but Blake Tanner Blake Tanner uses that momentum to take him down. 
Blake attempts to crawl to the Dillon for a quick tag, but Lumberjack grabs him by the leg, swinging him to the other side of the ring. The strength of the Lumberjack is absolutely, it's insane in this match as he picks up Blake again, hitting a massive powerbomb. But wait, oh, the strength picking up for a second powerbomb, tossing him to the ground. Now he picks him up for a third. Oh my God, tossing Blake Tanner clean across the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, Blake Tanner is beaten. He is broken. This cannot feel good. And Canada Charlie is smiling wickedly. I think this whole thing is definitely increasing Canada Charlie's victory chances for this Sunday. All right, and it looks like he's walking menacingly. The lumberjack just hoarding over Blake. But, oh, Blake Tanner quickly kicking the leg out from the lumberjack, jumping to his feet. Blake bounces off the ropes. It's a big, shining wizard. Unfortunately, it looks like Blake Tanner too weak to capitalize in this moment. And, of course, Blake, you've, you've been in moments like this where you're just so exhausted, you're so tired, you can't even get that pin after a big move like that shining wizard. Uh-huh, and it's horrible because you're fully aware of the situation, but you can't really you can't really get your thoughts together. It's much like I am right now. Uh-huh. It looks like he's crawling towards Dylan, just begging for that begging for that tag in, but oh my god! No! Dylan drops dropped off the apron. It looks like Dylan's walking up the ramp. He wants no part of this match. I don't think Dylan wants to try to face the lumberjack, especially Especially after news of his last man standing match just breaking. I think Dylan wants to go to the back, which unfortunately is leaving Blake Tanner alone in the ring as he feels the, looks like the lumberjack just picks him off of the ground, dead, dead weight, picking him, throwing him over his shoulder and hits a big power slam into the ground. But wait, looks like Canada Charlie's screaming again, again. I. He's already down. He's beaten. He's destroyed. Even the lumberjack looks almost upset at this at this accusation of Canada Charlie. Canada Charlie's gone mad. I think the lumberjack seems sad as he puts Blake back on his shoulders. Hits another power slam. And it looks like he's about to go for the pin. But wait, Canada Charlie tagging himself in. The lumberjack does not seem happy about that as Canada Charlie runs into the ring and quickly gets that t that three count on Blake Tanner. And it looks like Canada Charlie, he's he's obsessed with victory. And he just got one of his first victories in a long time over Blake Tanner. He's running across the ring just screaming, I'm a winner, I'm a winner, taking the JWF title and holding it above his head. And this may be, this may be what we see this Sunday at the Barcade pay-per-view. But I certainly wouldn't like it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Blake, how do you... How do you even prepare for a match like this, especially after this wicked destruction that we just saw Blake Tanner go through? Um, I would hope that the Dylan does well in his match against the Lumberjack so that that man is very far away because, honestly, you could have both hands tied behind your back and your legs bound, and you could still probably beat Canada Charlie. Oh, but wait, ladies and gentlemen, I think... I think something might have just happened to even the odds. I just got notice from Captain Tibbs. Another change to the Barcade pay-per-view. And that in the main event, the Lumberjack, after his vicious assault on Blake Tanner during this match, he has been barred from ringside. And it looks like Captain Tibbs is saying that if Canada Charlie wants to climb his way to the top, he's going to have to. Because, oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, 
it is now going to be a ladder match between Blake Tanner and Canada Charlie at the Barcade pay-per-view. Now, guys, that's something I can't wait to see. I mean, it's a match that you don't even have to worry about pinfall. You just have to worry about climbing that ladder. But I think after all this pain, I don't know if Blake Tanner would be able to climb one. Uh, Tibbs. Tibbs does love his stipulations, though. I'll give him that. That's right. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to tune in this Sunday on the official BS Network YouTube channel for Barcade. Tune in to see a big no-disqualification match for the JWF Tag Team titles as Eye to Eye take on the Rat Sension. And then, of course, a last man standing match to determine the number one contender to the JWF title between the Dylan and the Lumberjack. And then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the match that was just announced, a vicious ladder match between Canada Charlie and Blake Tanner for the JWF World Heavyweight Championship. But, of course, the only way to watch that is on the official BS Network YouTube channel. It is Barcade, and this has been JWF War, ladies and gentlemen. So, Blake Tanner, what did you learn this week? I learned that Captain Tibbs wants to fell some trees with the big, burly man in plaid. <laughs> and I... Uh, hey, Dylan, what did you learn that's totally not getting it edited in after the fact? I, I learned that Scotty is the coolest and Ryback is my favorite wrestle boy. Oh, Dylan, you, <laughs> <laughs> you oh. jokester. <laughs> you scam. <laughs> and I learned that... No, um, what did I learn? I learned something, didn't I? I also learned that some nights you just have to call your shot and pray for Rusev Day. I, well, I was about to say, and I learned that I love Rusev, like, but I think I already <laughs> knew that. Uh, so Dylan can be found on Twitter at SexyCheckyT. Blake, where can they find you? At Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. I really did just have a moment of where I might stopped working for a second. Um, at the Darkroom Video on YouTube, I, I just plug this at this point for my friends, yeah. but I still try to do things from time to time, eh. and on our other stuff. Yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo. that's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy my book on Amazon, it's called Queasel Corp, A Tale of Dicks and Douchebags, that's spelled Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. I have that book, I have its sequel, Queasel Corp Risen, and then soon... We are going to have BS versus the Gods, the brand new novel featuring me and Blake Tanner taking on your favorite Grecian gods. And then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can find this podcast and all the other amazing BS Network products over at a load of purebs.com. There's this show, a load of BS, the show where me and Blake Tanner get even more tired and even more bullshitty. And then, of course, make sure in this giving season, that is the Christmas time, to head over to bit.ly slash bsvscancer. That's our official Extra Life page. We're raising money for the Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. I think we're up to $150 right now, so we're getting closer, baby. We're working our way up, and we are going to get our way to the top, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but, of course, we do need your help. You'll get Christmas cards if you donate certain amounts. We've, we've got tons of perks over there, ladies and gentlemen. But that's only available to you over at bit.ly slash bsvs. Cancer. Make sure if you're on iTunes or YouTube, wherever you're watching or listening, to rate us, subscribe, uh, leave a comment below, whatever you'd like to do to support us. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at a load of purebs.com. 
Step up to the merch table at merch.loadofyourbs.com. Donate to the Patreon. Find us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. Find us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life.